everyone, it's Jeannie from Dora Jean Creation here. I want to tell you what I do, and it's fantasy photography. So much fun using the world as your playground. Does it get any better? So let me tell you what I see. I see myself as a fantasy photographer. Even the way I spell it, I have it as P-H-A-N-T-A-S-Y, fantasy. So I've merged the word fantasy and photography together, um, which is how I it kind of encapsulates everything. So I know the spelling of that alone might make you flinch, <laughs> but it's that very fact and the very creation of a new word that encapsulates my very work, my very thinking. So merging photography and fantasy worlds and using concepts or feelings and perhaps even altering the perspective. So let me give you an idea what I mean. So if you found yourself naked in a crowded street, I know that's weird, but to you, wouldn't you look, I would think that somebody would look vulnerable if I saw a naked person standing in the street. If, however, you had a naked person running towards you, shouting, and of course, naked, that would be most threatening. I would feel threatened. So I like to take that as how people perceive art and work together to evoke a feeling or a thought. So you've got the same idea, you've got vulnerability and threat in the same possible model, <laughs> um, but we've, we've taken it to extremes. So you've got a very innocent person um, who's been left on the street with no clothes and you have some manic person who's running screaming towards a crowd and naked um yeah very different <laughs> so with that in mind <laughs> as odd as it may sound I'm a romantic so I love to see the beauty in everything but I see beauty as in uniqueness. It's not just what's classical beauty or symmetry or any of the stuff that we might be have, have been told that, that beauty is. So that's that makes life a little bit more, for me, that makes life a little bit more interesting. So if I go for a walk with my camera and I, or I go on a shoot, I capture what excites me not what I think that I should capture. So that's pretty much how I view most things. If something gives me energy or something excites me, then I will bring it as part of either me or my art. If it doesn't work like that, I, I it, it doesn't it doesn't happen. So I, I don't go out with um with a with a checklist unless I've been given a brief that um, I really have to get some shots but again it's always the same principle if it excites me if it gives me energy then I capture it so that I can create amazing art if it doesn't start with energy it's not going to end with energy so I will capture it with a pre-visualization um big word I can't hardly say it <laughs> so what I mean by that so of the so I, it's a pre-visualization of the final image so I'll have that in my mind I can I can see what it is if I just calm relax and look at my my subject or my surroundings I can see the the image coming together 
okay, all the elements might be in different <laughs> parts of the world, but I know what I want and I can see it and I can see, oh, this would be really good. Uh, we might have a, um, and you know what, I'm going to do a sketch and I'm going to see if I can get to put it on um, the website for you, which is dorajeancreation.com. And you'll be able to see hopefully how this emerges. So if I capture it with this pre-visualization of the final image in mind, of course, this isn't always the case. So I think it's easier if I give you a scenario. So the first one is, I simply go for a walk with my camera, maybe a buddy, and I don't look for a subject to capture. Instead, I relax, slow my thinking, take in my environment, and just enjoy the walk. Listen for the calling. So I've got my camera, but do you know what? I don't have to use it. So I follow a path. So mostly I walk, I, I tend to walk on my own. Um, so if I'm following a path, then I'm free to stop and without even thinking, capture, create. I either do that in camera to get the perfect image for use later. But every image that I take, I like it to be exactly as I want it to be. So I will take time over images and that's particularly so much easier for me to do if I'm on my own. Otherwise, I'm very aware that I'm taking too long, <laughs> um, especially if it's a non-photographer that you're going with, because they're like, oh, my God, will you come on? But you're waiting for the right light. You're just there's a little there's a little bit of grass. There's something that's a little bit in the way. Come on. We all know it. There's, there's always something to get it absolutely perfect. And that's before you ever get to the perfection that you're looking for on camera. So you've got environmental <laughs> perfection and then you've got it on camera. Never mind then whenever you bring it into your uh, Photoshop or whatever editing software that you may use. So it'll be exactly how I want it. But for me, this, is a, this takes practice. And I'm not scared of getting it wrong. I have to learn what works for me for my images and so that I find that if I allow myself to make these mistakes I will produce eventually produce <laughs> better images it just takes time so remember we haven't hit photoshop at this stage at all this is where I totally destroy those perfectly good and beautiful images that I've taken so much time over and then they turn them into a fantasy of my choice so quite simply, I ruin perfectly good pictures. <laughs> and I love to use the world as my playground. So it took me years and very good friends, supports to get comfortable with capturing how I feel or pre-visualize an image mindlessly. So at least but it really, honestly, friends, communities, supports, like-minded people is like it, the power of a, of a tribe. So it's, it's so energizing, but they don't always have to have the same likes and interests as you. I find so many times that I might go out with somebody who shoots totally different things. Um, it starts with music, actually, if you know their music taste often 
that they, they kind of follow. So the arts, mine's so diverse. I think it, it kind of helps that um, that I, I change with the wind, <laughs> depending what mood I'm in and what music I'm listening to depends what art comes out of it. So, yeah, I, I just don't want you to underestimate how how long it takes to get comfortable both with yourself and those really good friends who become supports and to get comfortable with capturing how you feel or pre-visualize an image so that you can do it mindlessly or at least without the stress, just enjoyment. So if I don't personally, if I don't enjoy it, I don't do it. Which brings me on to scenario number two. So if you're given a theme and this is where it could be a theme, a brief, if it's a, a, a work or a business thing, and that's taking control off you a little bit if it's a brief because it, te- it they tend to have um, a few more defining points that have to go into it. Some people like that. Some people find it more difficult to work with. So if you're given a theme, either I have been given a challenge or I have one that's sorry, I, either I've been given myself a challenge. Now, I do this as well. So if I've got a mental or <laughs> mental block, a creative, a creative block, I'll give myself a challenge. It doesn't happen too often, but it does happen. Often if I have a creative block, I actually just give myself a break, um, step away from everything and let everything realign and then get back into it. So if I want to re re-energize, maybe after winter, coming into summer, I want to give myself a challenge, then I'll do that. Or if I've got one given to me. So this definitely gets my creative juices flowing. But although I do it, and I do it all the time, it's not always easy. So my process, it's actually quite childlike. It's very safe and it's very adaptable to pretty much any I've I'm yet to come across something that this process, this framework does not work for. It's it I'm going to do a video and I'm going to show you me doing one so that you can actually follow the framework and you can see. So no matter what your theme ever is, no matter what your brief ever is that's given to you, it's a little bit more mindful. So you've got to think a little bit more about what you're actually doing. But the structure is there and you're guaranteed results with it. If you have your technical knowledge. (laughs) So I do it through a mapping system and perhaps and it is quite childlike, but there's a lot more to it because we interlock some of them. So through this mapping system, I will perhaps be given a theme. I then get a large piece of paper. I use a three pad and a pen or a pencil that flows well. So I like a dark ink so that it's very high contrast. Um, I like a quiet room, an empty house. Now that is really very difficult, especially if you have been unlocked, you know, like locked down with family, (laughs) Um, friends, pets, anything. It's very difficult to, to do for me. I like to have pure silence, no distractions so that I can actually just focus totally on what I'm doing, knowing that I won't have anyone tapping me on the shoulder, disturbing me. My mind has to be totally clear. Now, this never happens (laughs) or rarely I would be blessed, but ideal situation that that's what happens. And then I set a timer for 10 or 20 minutes. And in the middle of the piece of paper, 
And by setting the timer, it means that I'm not thinking about how much time I've spent or used. It really is. I'm just focusing on the piece of paper and the pen and what's going down on the paper. In fact, I'm not even thinking about what's going on the paper. I'm just clearing my mind of everything that comes into it. So on my piece of paper, and I will show you this on a video, I write the theme in the middle of the page. So there's an example on the website. And then in a clockwise motion, I write down absolutely everything that comes into my head. Like, I mean everything. So if a word even sparks the tiniest bit of energy in me, I write it down. If it's a non-energy word and I, I still comes into my mind, I still put it down, but I, I know I won't use it afterwards, but I still put it down. I think this process, whenever I do it, it's very important to totally clear your mind. So that means putting everything onto the page. You can, you can figure it out later if those energize you or not, whenever you, you have them on the page. So if a word even sparks the tiniest bit of energy, I write it down. It doesn't matter if it's color. It doesn't matter if it's a thing. It, it doesn't matter. There's no wrong answer. In fact, if I'm struggling with a subject, I think and I'll do I think of like what's a really shit idea. So I'll think what's the like something really bad. So I'll actually give myself a challenge of how would this so it's nearly working negatively, but it can get those extra ideas out. If you're scared of making a mistake, sometimes you have to work for me, I have to work the other way. And I'm like, okay, what's the worst? What would be the worst idea that I could come up with for this? Um yeah, okay, sometimes it's very incorrect, <laughs> the stuff that you're doing, but it doesn't matter because this is part of the creative process. You've got to break boundaries. You've got to say things, do things a little bit abstract to get something that, that will flow. It'll make sense whenever you see me working through it. And in fact, whenever you then get the, the time to work through it yourself. So just know that if you come up with two separate ones, one is everything that sparks energy, every single thing. And you might be surprised what actually comes from that. I take a break then and I revisit my mapping. Well, it's it's a mapping mess, really. But just know that whenever you do your mapping and whenever you're writing things down, this is for you. It's very important to write everything down. If it's something that you're uncomfortable with, you can draw a little picture or something that's just that only you will be able to recognize what that symbolizes or use a safe word, anything, but make sure you put it down. Don't leave anything out. It's very important because whenever you go back and you're simplifying your map, there might be little elements within that that you want to take out. You may not want to, if something's very sensitive to you, well, then it's sparking an energy of kind. And this can make your, if you can add this into your art, whether it's by color, emotion, location, environment, model, theme, there could be something in there that just makes that magic happen. So for me, it's very important, although it can make you, you've got to protect yourself as well. I mean, art is very personal. Photography, not so much, but whenever you merge the two, it's, um, it can be pretty, it can be pretty magic because it's it's so personal to you. So back to the mapping, 
I might do this several times until I have less and less on the page. The first time I do it, if it's a very complex or generalized theme, and if I've given myself the full 20 minutes, I can have a page that is absolutely chock-a-full. And other times, depending on how my mindset is, how I've slept, how I'm feeling, there might not be quite so much on the page. If there is a lot, then I'll do this mapping several times. So I'll, I'll take my map, I'll read it, and then I'll do it again. So I'm looking at the points that I've written down originally, and then I will do, I will have less and less on the page, each time limiting myself just to the energized words. And this becomes the building block of my image. So this is the framework that the image is developed from. So it's important to note that this is not just relevant to composite images. And people can fall into that trap whenever they see my art and my framework. But it's not just for composite images. This is also very apt in getting the very best out of your favorite subject choice in photography or art or whatever it is that you're into. You can reinvent it by seeing it with fresh eyes. So whenever you take your subject, write it down, and then blank your mind, set your timer, and then write down everything. So if you're writing down landscapes, seascapes, nature, write down everything that comes to mind, absolutely everything, not just what you see in yourself. So it can help by doing that, it can help define your strengths. And if you define your strengths, you often find your weaknesses as well. But I know for sure that it helped me create images that I wanted. And it's a form of pre-visualization. So before you go and capture your image, you're armed with the visualization that you want to achieve if you're doing it in a, a, a theme or a, a brief. <clears throat> And if you're creating an image involving props, or it gives you a chance to get them together, get the right lighting, get the right lens, get the right subject, environment, and it's easier to enjoy the actual experience. It also works very well in those pure photography and raw photography images when you're really looking to see who do you admire, whose work do you admire, Whose work would you like to see encapsulated ever so slightly, whether it's sunrises, sunsets, in your images? Who sparked that energy in you or what sparked that energy in you? And try and get those through your mapping system, through this framework. And we develop that to get our strengths and to find our weaknesses. Our strengths will be, our weaknesses will be turned into strengths once we just give ourselves a little bit more power. So there you go, guys. I hope some of that made sense to you. I'm going to do a video and I shall do that later today and put it onto the website, doragenecreation.com and you'll be able to see exactly how this process works. So it's so much easier to follow it, to see how it works, and I'll pick a pretty generic theme that we can work through together, bringing it down so that we've got our final image. You can see the process, you can see where it's come from, and I'll talk you through 
all the elements that I have put together so that you can see where the final image came from and the thinking that's involved. Have a good day.